It's September 11, 2022. This is Ablecraft, episode 35. I'm Abel Kirby. And I'm Sir Spencer. And the sweet tones of that bass. Oh, like how a, I've missed it. Like a lead bass part. Yeah. Oh, it's been boom, far boom, too long. Boom, 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 boom. It's been far, far, far too long. The last yes. full episode. Yes, it has. Last full episode was um, late July, and now it's, uh, I wouldn't call it late. September, but we are right in the middle of it. Yeah, call it. And the uh, previous episode was an unsatisfying episode by some. Yes, it uh, was a short show, which uh, you know, it occurred to me after we did the short show that you're always talking about respecting people's time, and it occurred to me that perhaps uh, a short show, maybe there's a sweet spot. Maybe you got to be in the pocket to respect people's time maybe you have to go a little more sometimes mm. what what would we be respecting by doing a longer show i guess the uh just the payoff of load you know you taking somebody takes the time to load this up to um you know play on their podcast app and then they're they can't even drive to the grocery store before they have to switch another episode you know? oh we gotta respect the drive respect the wad yeah you don't want a small wad that's right you gotta stretch it out at least a little well, it's been a pretty awesome uh, month for me. There's been a lot of things going on in the background that uh, the audience uh, probably, well, Ablecraft definitely would know about if you didn't listen to that. But there's a couple other things. Uh, there's a couple other things going on in the development scene, and uh, I've kind of low key I've tooted about it on PodcastIndex.social, but I'm kicking off very soon. Actually, uh, it's not ready to launch just yet, but I'm going to talk about it just for a second here. Uh, a music hosting service using podcasting 2.0 uh, style uh, art technology to host, you know, your album if you're a musician and uh, get you up. And there's a number of services that uh, this is going to provide. It's I'm not just hosting the website. I'm I'm thinking about it as starting essentially a company. Um, though so, so we'll see how it goes if i end up incorporating or not but it may it may just be for a for a start just a page i throw up and we'll see if there's enough interest um but the idea would be uh this is a service that you can sign up for uh it'll be easy to sign up for you upload your files um and the service is going to do a lot of things for you it's going to if you don't have mastered well well let's let's say that the input to it is a mastered uh waveform um we'll do the mp3 um encoding and the tags uh i'll be doing the subtitle um timing and the art embeds and generating the actual feed and then hosting the files and so there's a lot of bits in there uh, that you can offload to this service. I think it's going to be called Bobcat something or other, probably Bobcat Feeder to reuse the URL. There and, you go. And uh, it's going to be pretty straightforward. Uh, the As I've alluded to, the back-end design is completely finished. <laughs> the, uh, nice. The, uh, I stole a design from Turkey, uh, by the way, for this. It was a certain mecha- oh. a mechanical engineer. <laughs> okay. Uh, alluding to uh, the mechanical Turk here, which is how it's going to work. But... I wanted to have a uh, a discussion with you about what you've been up to because I'm in the dark on some of this too. Oh yeah, well we've been um, well for a, for a very long time we've been just kind of like stack dreaming, right? And just being like, what do we want to write 
the this app or maybe even these apps in as far as a, a music player goes. Mm-hmm. And um, Stephen Bell in our little discussion group had kind of said he likes to treat it as a duocracy, meaning that we'll just write it in whatever someone actually writes some stuff in, you know, mm-hmm. and whoever like just put something up first will work in that. Um, there had been some discussion because he had done uh, Curiocaster and Svelte, and I've looked at Svelte and done a few tutorials, and I really like the uh, simplicity and the elegance. The way that Svelte handles state is nice. Um, the problem is, you know, we can, from from my end, the problem from my unique uh, perspective is I can go out and learn Svelte and then try to like step-by-step translate things into Svelte or I can just start making something mm-hmm. in what I already know, which is react. And so after too, you know, far too long of hemming and hawing and having a lot of these stack problems of like, well, I would like to learn Svelte and I would like to add Tailwind CSS. Like I think there's more elegant solutions that are probably better to code in, mm-hmm. but in the interest of time, and actually getting some code on the page, um, I finally decided to just fuck all of that. We'll just go and start actually coding something up. So, uh, picked React, and we were kind of working on just making a a player in it. Um, We also, I would like to do a a web API too, just to serve um, a different set of data that is more music-oriented or music-centered. And so for that, I'm kind of working on serializing and deserializing uh, RSS data mm-hmm. with C Sharp, uh, which is kind of a little bit of a blind spot for me at the moment. But I want to basically be able to take a feed, uh, like our feed for uh, Stay a While or for any of the feeds that you end up hosting on your service, and just put them, just paste the feed right into a box and then the API just parses and saves to a database all of the info regarding artists, regarding tracks, regarding albums, uh, persons involved in the person tag. Uh, I'd like to just be able to parse all that information, save it to a T-SQL database, mm-hmm. and then reserve it on the other end where you can search and uh, where you can click uh, albums and it'll just display albums and you could search for finer stuff or the same thing with tracks, the same thing for a lot of different things, so... That's, uh, I've also colored in the, the Demu Emu logo. <laughs> I've heard, I heard that, uh, mentioned, uh, I think it was on, uh, Bowl After Bowl. It has been, yes, it has been given the color. color. The color did the Demu Emu. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got Bobcats and Emus. Bobcats and Emus. Natural, uh, friends. Natural course. friends. Yep. Uh, bosom buddies, even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you see one, you know there's the other nearby. Yeah, that's absolutely right. <laughs> The... So yeah, I think that uh, episode 100 of uh, Podcasting 2.0 really kind of relit the fire because they spent at least about half of it just kind of uh, wanting out loud a music app again, which, you know, it has been discussed from time to time. And I think a lot of us want a music app, you know? Right. Um, I do like the fact that they were wanting a music app and, and uh, then... It may have been early the next episode or later in the same one where they started talking about, we should stop saying should. Right. And uh, just 
So I don't know. I, I, I thought that was a little funny. But I do like the concept of the duopoly, by the way. Uh, I haven't heard that uh, term before, but it's something that's familiar to me. It's sure. One of the reasons if you go inside uh, maybe a university lab, you'll find out, hey, well, we've do, we do all our uh, fMRI uh, – <laughs> Cutting-edge processing, uh, well, it all relies on this visual basic GUI that was programmed in 1997, and, mm. and we still use it to this day, and it's and people can ridicule the using some outdated system like that, but the point is yeah. that the reason it was written in that instead of in Fortran was probably because that's what they knew. Right. Well, that's kind of a common uh, dev yeah. thing is shitting on the stack. Shitting on the stack is the easiest thing to do in development because we all know why things suck. And we've all like had pain points in certain languages or certain, you know, um, even if we don't, even if we haven't had the pain points themselves, we've heard about them. So like mm -hmm. the absolute easiest thing to do when you're a developer is tell you why a language or a protocol or a thing sucks. The hardest thing to do is put some code up on the screen. Yep. And so... Well, that's why you see, you know, stacks that might not be ideal or solutions that might be a little janky. It's because, well, somebody actually put something up and did it. And so that exists, <laughs> you know. And there's uh, always going to be people bitching about whatever you do. And, and the only way to avoid criticism is just never do anything. Uh, mm. That's the, the only safe thing you can do, especially on the public Internet. Uh, if you're yeah. out there communicating publicly, just don't do anything and you'll never get criticized. Well, if you do anything, you will get criticized, so I think is the point. But there's, a, there's people doing things besides us, and there was a big one that I saw, which was Albi. Yes. Which is a game changer, if you ask me. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Now, the announcement, I didn't... They had the uh, a couple different things. They had the Saturn podcast, uh, Value for Value Analytics, which I haven't been able to explore, but I saw the announcement for it. Um, they have just the Albi plugin, the whole concept of being able to onboard someone with a Lightning wallet fast. Yes. Is amazing. And that's what I'm counting on, by the way, for uh, this Bobcat service. I think it's a great... Service. I think it's a great tool to lean on. Yeah. Uh, we finally got Sir Seat Sitter onboarded into this whole thing, which yeah. there's been, you know, um, a friction is not the right word, but just kind of a, a momentum problem, you know, of just um, kind of onboarding. And the, the, there's a lot of confusing solutions out there. And mm -hmm. um, he's also a busy guy like a lot of us, so not a lot of time to just sit down and hammer away at this. So when he came on, with buds last week i was like yeah look just sign up for an albi wallet and then go to this site and i gave him i don't know it's like get albi slash node mm -hmm. you know get albi.com slash node or something very simple i said go here after you have an account and you're signed in scroll to the bottom of the page and just tell me what your custom value is because the key and the node are the same for everybody it's just a new custom value for each user so just tell me your custom value i'll put you in the split boom you're good you can use that same info to you know monetize for or get uh value and value enabled uh on abs in a six-pack and so mm -hmm. that was it like i think albi is like what you said a game changer in terms of onboarding people who otherwise would not be able to bust through some of the brick walls and some of the headache stuff mm-hmm 
Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I do have some Albi credentials. I played around with it. I haven't switched to it uh, for extensive testing, but I'm going to. Uh, I'm probably going to end up throwing a test feed up um, on the host service and I'll, with just me on it. And I don't know what the what the content of the feed will be, but the point will be so I can run through everything and make sure that it's working before I get anyone else involved. Um, there was some more value for value music that showed up, uh, unless there's more about Albi to say. Uh, uh, well, the only other excitement, <laughs> the other thing I'll say about Albi um, for the time being is you can easily integrate it into your website also with just a meta tag. Yes, I've seen that in your Twitter and a couple other places. Yeah. So it's super cool to be able to just receive, and you get a lightning address as well, which is really convenient. It's like an email style address, which is much easier to send to than even a QR code or with an invoice. Like you'd have to spend up an invoice every time, mm-hmm. spin up a unique invoice, or even with a pub key, like uh, to use key send, that's still kind of a long hash. With a lightning address, that's the most user-friendly, like, hey, this is my lightning address. Just send it to that. Yeah. No, it's super exciting. Uh, I do like the fact that they're doing some attempt at statistics. Some of the statistics that I saw weren't... Mm, the The only one that I saw that was really interesting to me that looked new was where they actually dropped the Boostergram um, locations over the episode time i think mm. if i'm if i'm understanding the chart right i haven't been able to test it because i don't have any real boostograms going through my uh my albi but there's a couple things that i think are uh that are required and one is a good way to do accounting for your node and i have my own tools that i can get stats on all my different feeds you know i can get sats by uh, episode by day, you know, calendar day. Um, and, and I imagine sometime in the future, there's going to be some interest in looking at trends over the year. Uh, for example, is there really a, the summer doldrums for one person's podcast, uh, might, might be a trend for everyone, or it might only be for a certain, certain genre. Sure. Um, uh, where donations and boostergrams engagement goes down while everyone's at the beach. And, uh, and maybe on particular holidays. So um, having that that data available um, is important. But having the, I think the transaction level data after a year, it's really just doesn't matter at all. The, sure. Um, with the possible exception of saving all the boostergram te- texts, um, you know, you don't need to know every time someone streamed you two sats yeah. in uh, August of... 2021 you do need to know what the total number of sat streamed was and you might want to track individual users and see who's sending you the most which addresses which apps are are you getting everything from and does it change from year to year so these are kind of the long view questions that i have uh about running you know uh, coming up with what the longer term business strategy for just dealing with Satoshi's dealing with Bitcoin in this micro transaction environment. It's something I've been thinking about. I'd love to hear your opinion on it. If you have one, it's maybe it'll be a reoccurring topic for, uh, for next episode too. Cause I, I have some more things I want to hack on before I talk about. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I really, 
I try not to have an opinion on it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, it's like something I try to avoid, like the plague. There is something good that is coming up, which is on Ride the Lightning. I had a request in to do basically a database dump out through the RTL um, interface, which would be more extensive than what Helipad gives you. There is a CSV export, but it doesn't give you all everything. Right. Um, and uh, that's in the next release of Ride the Lightning, or it's marked for it, at least. Uh, yeah. And they actually took what I initially asked for was to just have an arbitrary number of records being exported at once, and they changed it to a general database dump. So I'm expecting good things to come from that. Yeah, there's a lot of exciting like announcements and things coming down the pipe. And um, I don't know if you heard about the pod server that was announced by BTC Pay server earlier no. this month. No. It's like maybe a uh, little less than a week ago. Uh, you're going to be able to self-host your podcast or, you know... Um, your music feed or any other feed mm-hmm. and receive streaming sats, uh, totally self custodial, just integrated into BTC pay server. So onto your own node or however you run BTC pay server. Oh, hell yeah. So I think that's really exciting too. It's like another, I think it'll be a huge competitor with, uh, with Castapod because, there's a node integration. So it's like self-hosting in your own server, but there's also a direct node integration built into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a, there's an aspect to the music, which I don't think exists for podcast hosts. Maybe it does on a high level, but there's something that I've been thinking about with my, uh, this, this soon to be uh, initiated venture, which is I, I'm not going to be super picky in terms of, oh, I don't think you're good enough to be on the label or anything like that. But I think there's a minimum standard where if you're going to be on my hosting company, on some level, I have to think that you're not, that that there's something interesting about your music. And so I'm treating it a little bit more like a, maybe a hybrid between a host and a label. It's not just going to be a hosting company. It's going to be, hey, you know, these are the people who I think are interesting on top of, uh, on top of just, you know, Anyone can sign up for free and, and put their stuff up there. It's, I'm not saying there'll be an interview process, but I'm thinking that, especially because the traffic to it, I believe, is just going to be driven by me approaching people <laughs> and trying to recruit them. Sure. Uh, but who knows? Maybe maybe word will get around. But that's uh, there's a potential for some discrimination. Ooh, discrimination. Uh, that I'm, I've been thinking of, and I don't have a policy, and I don't really have a thought of what's going to happen when someone sends me just some absolute ass. And uh, once it transcribed and uploaded, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to say, yeah, you know, I, I understand that I'm getting a cut of this, and I, it's just not it. Sorry. Sure. Um, I don't know when that's going to happen or if it'll happen but or, or what the threshold will be yet. I, I suppose I'll know it when I see it. But um, So, and, and the reason I'm mentioning that is because you mentioned competition in, uh, in hosting and the... The idea that you're kind of curating as well as hosting is, right. is been on my mind. You know. Sure, it makes sense. Um, I saw some other stuff about value for value music. There was uh, Sir Donald Winkler set up a uh, pod a V for V music podcast. 
By Very the way. nice. Yeah, I, I didn't see that yet. Yeah, uh, there's music to watch. Clouds fly by, and including a song that just uh, was posted on Friday called "Pillow Clouds." And there's a couple that was September 9th, and then there's some September 3rd. Bursting clouds, flying through chemtrails, and sunshine. <laughs> Calm mix. And uh, it looks like some of these are pulled off from um, the Three Speak TV. I'm, oh, I'm not okay. exactly sure how this is. Well, how about I hit this RSS feed? No, it's uh, RSS Blue. I'm sorry. RSS Blue. Okay, yeah. yeah I, I did hear RSS Blue has like a, a medium tag option now yes so that's great the more the more hosts that can just let people flip that on in their rss you know there's <laughs> there's not a lot of people cowboying the rss directly by hand so yeah um that's what the turk is for right <laughs> um, absolutely yeah <laughs> let's see i had a note to talk about moon wallet but uh i think the I think the uh, news on it has gone and passed. There were some reports of uh, certain payments where they get split up, um, they where they get paid into the moon system, and then there's supposed to be a the the whole payment supposed to be ultimately routed to you, but it wasn't quite getting there for in some hmm. case. But I think they've responded properly on Twitter, and uh, as far as I could tell, have fixed the problem or explained what it was. Nice. Um, and I think the the end uh, claim was that the sender wasn't respecting the. I, I'm not exactly sure. It's the MPP flag. I think this was the uh, the way you could split up big payments into smaller ones. If I. Oh yeah, the uh, so atomic multipayment or whatever. The way that they seem to have fixed it was to detect when these are malformed and then reject the payments instead of accepting parts of them. Uh, gotcha. That, it's got to be all or nothing. That makes sense. Yep. The multi-path payments. Yeah. Ah, that was it. Yeah. It, it helps with larger payments if there's like, you know, liquidity issues to be able to split those up and send them in different routes and different paths, but. For a lot of the micro stuff, it's, you know, like, I don't think a streaming sats a minute would ever run into that issue. No. But uh, sometimes some big baller boosts that come through, maybe certain receiving nodes don't have the liquidity all in one channel, but maybe they have the liquidity through multiple channels. Yep. I do like your advice to open one big, big channel instead of a bunch of small ones. And that was not obvious Two years ago, or I guess no, it must have been a year and a half ago. Um, it, and yeah. what I kept coming back to is, you know, you wouldn't tell someone to open 10 bank accounts and split their money up in 10 places. Right. And then sure. try and make a payment, you know, uh, try and buy an airplane ticket with that out of 10 checking accounts. It's right. not going to work. Um, and so it almost felt mis misguided at the beginning. Somehow the early messaging about lightning had, uh, had caused misunderstandings because I thought that when I first started working with nodes, I should open like 10 small channels. Sure. And I'm not the only one who th came up with that. So it's, yeah, I think a lot of us had to just, um, build and try it out and see what worked and what didn't, you know, and it was so new back then and still pretty new, but, um, there's just enough established nodes that have, have been through the been through the fire and been able to test it like over time as well, you know, and what, what works and what doesn't work, what's useful, 
what channels uh, actually have sat streaming in. It's also, you know, it's nice to look at your channels over time and see, oh, looks like this channel has a lot of action. Looks like this channel hasn't done anything since I opened it, you know? And yep. um, if a channel is just sitting around and it's not really moving sats at all, it means the network is not choosing it for whatever reason. Um, it's just not, it's just not helpful. And so you have however many Bitcoin, however many sats tied up in that channel, they could be put to better use somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always recommend people when, especially new nodes, um, reach out to us and we we're orga- organizing rings of fire all the time. A ring of fire is a really great way to get uh double your, double your capacity for just opening a channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there'll be some big channels opening soon on my end. We'll see. Uh, I'm actually reassessing my Bitcoin supply right now and mm. uh, where I'm getting it from. And I, I want to be kind of like fair trade, you know, there's fair trade for coffee or there's uh, yeah ethically sourced i'm looking for ethically sourced bitcoin uh, no blood sats <laughs> no blood sats here uh and uh and so this involves a lot of tedious looking at different companies and trying to yep. figure out which kyc can i tolerate and sure yeah that's a big and how much hassle am i willing to do uh, right to set up standing orders and things like that so um yeah, so that's I when I settle on something I'll share it. Um I'll share it privately before I do it just to make sure that I that there's not a gotcha that I missed. But okay. then uh as soon as I have that set up, I'll I'll discuss it publicly and uh say what the chain is so that if people are interested they could maybe take some cues from what I've done. Cool. Or take some cues from what I uh uh have stopped doing. Well, take some cues uh to stay away from everything I'm doing. It's possible. Sure. It's possible yeah. to say, hey, that guy's doing it. It's probably a bad idea. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, speaking of cues, we've got some coming in through our boostergrams. Yes. Uh, including some fairly old ones that have been neglected, including one more than a month old. Oh, man. Yes. Um, yeah, I, f- I feel like the last boostergram that I for sure have read was uh, Booberry saying blocked. Back on August 7th. And so the next one after that is from the 8th of August. And this was from Mere Mortals Podcast. That's Kyron Down. And it was 8734 sats. That was for Podception Art. <laughs> Finally, the short show. The short show that you've wanted for so long, yes. And uh, I was... We got it done. Yeah, some people weren't satisfied with the short show. Uh, and Kyron writes, Not gonna lie, fellas. The short show wasn't great. It felt rushed, <laughs> kind of jacked my stress levels up just tuning in for those six minutes. Wouldn't <laughs> mind hearing more about how V4V has impacted your show slash lives, though. That would be enlightening. Well, Kyron, thank you for boosting us. Yeah. Oh, it felt rushed. Yes, we were. So I guess we had a poor job explaining because we didn't have time to explain. No. Um, we did the entire last episode on Hog Story's five-minute limit. So, yeah. Uh, Abel Kirby was a guest on that, and I called in, and there is a five-minute limit, which thankfully is slightly relaxed, but um, yeah, yeah. We got a little leeway. We got a, about six minutes out of it. We called in and uh, did an entire episode of Abel Craft on the five-minute limit, so the, that's that, that was the sense of urgency that we had. Hello! Yeah, it was a short show. Yes. Uh, so thank you, Kyron, uh, from the 8th of August. 
next one I see is the 1337 sats. Uh, yes. Uh, which I think is walking back from the 10th of August. I guess Chiron is, uh, he's feeling remorse. Maybe he went to church. Was that a Sunday? And right, <laughs> might have sounded mean in my last boostagram. Glad you got your long-awaited short show in, smiley face. All right. Uh, you don't have to apologize. We like getting shit on uh, in, yeah, in right. Instagrams. You can, you can say whatever you want. We don't care. That's right. Uh, God, You're you not going to hurt our feelings. No, it's, it'd be hard to do. <laughs> With Although, I'm, I, I'm only hurt because uh, somehow my split didn't wind up at, at my node for the, <laughs> for the mean one. Yeah. I have the August 10th, but not the August 8th. Yes. We, ah, well. Someday we'll do a case study on split breaking. Yeah. Because all of the apps only have one side of the story. They know when their splits fail. Right. And, and I'm in a situation where I have a lot of, I have splits with you. I yep. have splits with um, cold acid for rare encounter. And, and if I can get a database dump from you and a database dump from him, um, and we'll all be under friend DA, so we won't have to uh, worry about disclosures. Sure. But if we could get that information, I can compile a correlation between the two and find out if a split was supposed to go to two people did it really show up to to both of us or not right and how often is it happening or is it from certain inbound channels what like what's the deal what's going on sure. with these split breakings do some uh, sleuthing yep i think that uh now in august i did have some significant tour issues here and there so oh yeah i i did experience a, a lot more downtime than i typically have from my nodes so that didn't help i can i can guarantee that so Kyron Down was so disappointed uh, with us, uh, with me in particular, that he went <laughs> off <laughs> and immediately started doing a um, a uh, series of in the value for value um, shows that he produces, where he examines value for value podcasts. So it's a podcast where he looks at other podcasts who are financing themselves using the value for value method and picks out examples of what happens in the show. He discusses the structure of the show. How is the value for value pitch implemented? Is there something interesting about the show that's unique to it? Um, and he's uh, he's done this for a couple of things now, uh, including four weeks ago, he did one from Rare Encounter. And I believe that we read all those boosts on Rare Encounter. Um, mm. And I'm just looking at them. Several of them are actually mine. <laughs> I got four from me that... It's funny how that works. They end up back because I was in the split for that. They end up right, back yeah. into my helipad so I could see my complaint that we were talking about Naruto. <laughs> Naruto, <laughs> Kyron, really? You think we watched that? Okay. We, that's, uh, that's been tread a, a few times. Um, but after that, uh, he did this show on, uh, on Value for Value. And I think yeah. we're going to get to that soon. Uh, I have to keep scrolling up because there's, you know, we did a clown show for Rare Encounter. <laughs> I have a blasted. I have one week ago being the first uh, value for value split. Yeah, from Carl six thousand seven. Yes, yes, oh. indeed. All right, we got one 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 sats from Carl six thousand seven. Uh, we got twenty five sats from This Is the Future saying yes, this was on fire. Woo! Uh, we had. Uh, apparently sats from me because yep. I boosted him, uh, as I, as I like to do. And we got a big, big baller boost from Pitar. You want to read that? 
Uh, you know, I did not unfortunately get the PTAR either. What? From six yeah, days I ago? Yeah, I know. No, wow. I'm not seeing it. Well, this was for 25,000 sats oh, for PTAR. <laughs> you got to get that tour sorted out, man. I run on tour too, by the way. Oh, brother. Yeah, so does Lorian. And for some reason, it only hates you. Yeah, I know. It's, it's pretty wild. I haven't had any issues, by the way, for... Uh, like three or four weeks on tour so yeah uh and i you know routing has been tremendous this last week or two yeah so i don't know uh it's just weird that my split will sometimes fail i don't know if it's a heating issue or what i that makes very little sense so twenty five thousand sats from pitar is uh uh he's a high roller these days isn't he yeah he is uh dominating the fountain uh, baller boosts charts. Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. And he sent a message with this. He says, "Loved season two, Kyron. Go ahead and take a well deserved extended break. And if season three eventually comes together, you'll definitely have at least one listener." And he has a smiley emoji with, and I'll describe it for those who are emoji inclined. It is a colon hyphen close paren emoji. That's the happy face with the nose. Mm, yes. <laughs> um, That's an old school. We got, old school emoji there. I got two sets I just want to mention for for November EP, mm. which, which was that test feed that I'm still surprised people have been able to find. Now, people have been able to find this and boost it, but I can't figure out where the hell it's hosted. I guess I, I need to go find the RSS feed. Maybe CurioCaster has it listed. Or it's it's showing up in Fountain, at least. That's what uh, Matt Cicino has uh, has boosted from. And uh, I'm, it's got to be on a server somewhere else because it's definitely not hosted on my machine. Uh, it's, uh, it's a mystery. The lost feed. Man, I've been... Uh, it's weird because uh, we had this similar problem last week with a boost that uh, Pfeiffer tried to send in mm -hmm. uh, also via fountain. And he sent me the screen cap of the splits and, you know, my split shows success from fountain. Yep. And yet uh, it did not arrive on my node. And uh, not only did, you know, I figured, Oh, maybe helipad missed it and it's just not in the DB, but <laughs> no, there's not even a, there's not even a transaction uh, on the node itself. So, yeah, I don't know if like Fountain is sending false successes uh, for for certain splits or what, but I have put in a uh, an alert to the Fountain Boys. I sent them a message, kind of detailing it on Wednesday, and I haven't heard back yet. But um, hopefully, I can get something solved soon because it seems like it just fails on some of these larger ones, which is pretty problematic. Yep. Well. Someday we'll have this all sorted out. Maybe, do you think a different implementation of Lightning would be able to fix some of these things? I'm not sure, because, um, like, a lot of the things that you could control for, Lorian's node works, you know? So, like, the full Tor node, Lorian runs a full Tor node. Um, it happens to be an Umbral implementation rather than a Raspy Blitz, but that's not, um, it doesn't really affect what type of Lightning is running or anything like that. Mm. Um, so no, I'm not really sure. Well, moving on, we had some, um, boost for stay a while. Uh, actually just one that I see in front of me. You see that one? 135 sats? 
I did get, uh, let me see. I got a 333 two weeks ago for Stay A While. Oh, I got Stay A While Making Beans, 135 sats from four days ago. Um, and I think that was the main one. That's all I've seen. That was the last boostogram that I see. And it's not even a boostogram. It's just a boost coming in. Interesting. Yeah, I have one from uh, In4VX. Mm-hmm. Stay A While. But it's 333 for uh, out of Mm. And he includes a link to CurioCaster and to the song itself cool. in the Boostergram message. So, well, that's. Uh, is it? Could you just repeat? I'm not sure I understand. So, there's a link to the. Oh, it's a link to CurioCaster, deep link to the song. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and this this for me was two weeks ago a three thirty three boost. Okay, cool. I don't see that, but <laughs> see, yeah, I don't know. We got uh, our mismatched uh, histories here. Two weeks ago. No, I do not see that. Wow, this is weird. Yeah, wild. <sighs> All right. Well, thanks to everyone who boosted for the show. Uh, this is our. Uh, Value for Value podcast. We don't really do a pitch, as Kyron Down uh, explained. And this that's is really, right. Yeah, it's a companion podcast for uh, for our other projects. Which I are- I do want to thank Kyron, by the way, to, for putting that episode together because now that's where I send people who have no idea about the project or podcasting two point or anything. I just send them over to your episode of value for value. And I'll say, start there. <laughs> Kyron kind of like gives you an overhead view of the whole project. Uh, Cause before it was just kind of like, Oh yeah. Listen to all 33 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, um, yeah. I do like that. He read our manifesto. That was great. That yeah. Was that's great. the first time anybody else has picked up and, and run with that. Like, in in my opinion, we we made some juicy content there, you know. Yeah, I do like that for uh, for people to run with. So, yeah, yeah I appreciate that, that he is uh, he read that copy and uh, yeah, I keep saying like some kind of zine or some journalist could come along and cherry pick quotes from that like and have, <laughs> there's a story there without I, I, very much work. I'm uh, I'm proud of it. I still like it, and it yes. stands up. We wrote that. Um, it's going to be a year, year ago sometime soon, but, uh, yep. it's, uh, it's, it holds up. My, my feelings have not changed. Yes, I uh, agree. At least in this, this past year. Um, let's see what's on the horizon besides apps. Uh, what about for Abel and the Wolf? Well, I'd love to, uh, slap some drums down on, on some different tracks and I do have some lyrics somewhere uh, scratch down on a pad for something that I've been working on too. So, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've been, uh, stuck on different things that have required all of my focus and attention. And so I haven't been able to do two things, which are important to me. One is work on the next album for Abel and the Wolf, though I have done work on it. It's just not nearly as much as needs to be done. And also there's a hanging in the balance, a song with signs of new growth, uh, right. which, I've done like a one verse demo for that was just kind of screwing around with the acoustic guitar. And I want to get, maybe I should just pick that up as 
the next thing to do and get that shit out of the way so we can move on. Uh, sure, that would probably be good just to be just because the finish line is much closer than yep. say an album would be. And and on top of that, the song's already written. We're we're just looking for a good rendition of it and uh, right. clean recordings uh, with uh, talented instrumental uh, uh, bits and and all that stuff baked into it. So I think we can I think we can get the structure of that put together well enough that we can punt it. Now, here's the best part about the Signs of New Growth song. All we have to do is get close enough. We have to get a couple tracks down, and then we can punt it back to them, and then they have to finish it. So <laughs> There you go. So we don't even have to finish the song, so we just have to get uh, enough of the material down to collaborate. Ah, well, what are we waiting for? <laughs> yeah. All right, so Signs of New Growth. They, they've been doing stuff with... Uh, we haven't been holding them up or anything like that. I've seen they're releasing yeah. different music too, so... Uh, which is still good. People should still check out Signs of New Growth. I'm going to check out Sir Donald Winkler's uh, music. Yeah, um, now that you've uh, turned me on to that, that's the 14th feed now that I see in the music tab of Curio Cabinet here. So, Yep. Uh, there's a deep link to Fountain FM, but it doesn't really have... Now, this is what... Um, uh, I guess he goes by Donkey on No Agenda Social, at Donkey. Oh. Uh, the... Yeah, the Fountain UI just shows it as episodes. Yep. And then the other one is podverse.fm, um, also listed as episodes. It's not set up as music. And mm -hmm. it also shows most recent first, which is not what you want. Right. You want uh, track number one to be the top. So. Right. Well, I think you got your work cut out for you. <laughs> you and, Oh, uh, no doubt. Yeah. It's going to be tough because we got to figure out um, some kind of a standard when you're building the feed. Now, how I built Abel and the Wolf was, I I believe, and I'll have to double check, I guess, but I, I'm pretty sure I did uh, track one through track, set. we had seven tracks, right? Uh, yeah, yes. And I kind of listed it top to bottom in that order. So when you pull it up on a feed, uh, on a podcasting you know, player, the tracks are in the right order because of the way that I wrote it, because of the way I listed it. So it seems like track one is listed as the most recent in yep. the feed style. Uh, so no, no matter how you combobulate it, it comes out the right way. I think that's probably what we want to recommend people do in feeds when they're building albums. Yep. And the order for XML does matter. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it, you could conceivably place it in arbitrary order and rely on the episode... Um, you know, uh, tag to sort out which item belongs where, but it's, yeah, I think we should talk and well, whatever you, whatever I'll say, whatever you think is the best way, that's what the, the host will provide, at least on my end. Okay. Yeah. I like the ascending order because the concept of an album, at least the way that we did it. So signs of new growth is doing it a different way where they kind of add a new song to their feed every once in a while. Yeah. The way that we did ours was all seven are published at the same time. And so there's not really an order of operations in that sense of like which one was came first and came second. So the track list is in ascending order by episode number instead of uh, descending order like most feeds are. Yep. But as far as time goes, they were, you know, they're all simultaneously published. Yep. 
Um, I believe the iTunes namespace had a way. It, it was a way to set if this was chronological or reverse chronological. Uh, mm. in, in other words, a podcast like Serial, which would have, which is episodic in nature, you want the first episode to show up first. Sure. There is some some tag that I should really know if this is implemented in podcasting 2.0, but I don't, um, that would let you signify that that's the way you want this channel to operate. And by channel, I mean the, in the sense of channel is the name of the, the podcast tag, the overall tag in, uh, in RSS language. Right. But I believe that's, uh, that's a discussion that could be had offline. Uh, I don't, I don't have strong feelings on it. It's just pick one and stick to it. Yeah, I agree. And it's going to help to be the most explicit that you can be. But if we can, I guess that's the part that we can actually control is the, the, you know, the advice that we're giving to people who are creating feeds. That's, that's where we have any sort of control, if you can call it that. So Mm -hmm. my advice would be to, you know, do it in ascending order instead of descending. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not sure, like for for a podcast like Signs of New Growth, or for an of uh, uh, music feed, I should say, like Signs of New Growth, um, you know, maybe they do want the most recent one up top. Yeah. So it, it could be. There could be, you know, multiple use cases or multiple ways to play it. Um, and then from the very beginning too, I had kind of considered that, you know. Bands might want to release albums as feeds, as unique feeds, just like we did. Mm-hmm. But maybe a label wants to have a feed of the newest stuff that they want to promote, <laughs> you know? And so uh, I think this is a, a good place where the remote item could could come in uh, and playlists that have been discussed uh, previously on Podcasting 2.0. But mm-hmm. it's kind of uh, it's kind of taken a back burner, I think, for a while. Yeah, one of the things that I had when I was producing, uh, I produced a rap album in Denver that we we won't discuss in detail. Nice. But one of the functions that I had was a render dump. And every time I did a render of the song, like as you're working on it, you have iterative um, changes made and then you just render out an MP3 uh, every so often just to check your progress and compare it to, you know, what it sounded like an hour ago. And that was a server that I had, the artist had access to. And so they could pop in and listen to, oh, here's, you know, the 10 iterations that we went through through the day. And then they could complain that we like number five better than the last one. So why don't you revert to, you know, and, (laughs) and, uh, so that part was a little annoying, but the, the thought of having something that's now it wouldn't be the raw music, you know, but uh, or maybe it would be, I don't know. Maybe it's the studio sessions, you know, uh, mm. the studio sessions kind of thing where if you had a venue and you're recording the CBGB style band every night, you know, the render dump ends up there and then they can get compiled into albums cleaned up later. But I don't, you know, or, or let's go back all the way to, um, deadheads with taping. Sure where people tape all those concerts and distribute them. And, and this is, depending on the band, they may or may not allow it. Some bands do, and they will let you tape their concert. And uh, some will even get, let you get a soundboard feed. But anyway, if this is what you're into, 
maybe a RSS feed is the place for your uh, for your work to end up. Yeah, the next evolutionary leap in it. Yeah, there's a thought. I like that thought. Well, do you think we've arrived? I think we may have. It seems like it. Yeah. Well, it seems like we've been uh, respectful of the listener's time now. Any listener wants a soundboard feed from Ablecraft, uh, just talk to me. I'll get you hooked up. There you go. <laughs> Until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. And I've been Sir Spitzer. Spitzer.